Hello and welcome to the Gold Zone, your first down source for all things green and, of course, gold. My name is AJ Ryder. <laughs> I'm joined here by Jake Shevink yep. and MJ Hurley. How are yep. we doing today, gentlemen? There we go. Do we sound enough like AJ yet, guys? I thought it was perfect. I, I think did you that. did a very good impersonation. I'm proud of you. We did good. You better keep that. <laughs> What, I feel bad for whoever's gone because they Every just time. get. I I Every listened, time. I listened to the whole show, and yep. I was like, "Dang, I see yeah. how it is." Yeah. When the, what is it? When the cat's away. Oh, is that the the cat's away? The mice come out and play, or whatever. I think that's what it is. Yeah, close enough. Pretty sure. Pretty. Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay, so. Now that we've had uh, trashy introductions, all oh, that stupid Sports Center account just almost got me. Oh no! Uh, it almost got remember, me. Remember, remember, folks out there, if you get got, uh, you gotta take a day. Um, you gotta take a day. Yeah, those are the rules of yeah. free agency around the league and on Twitter. You get got. Okay, well... Play today, you may not. Um, I like that. <laughs> There's got to be something better than that. Probably not. But we'll, we'll, we'll roll with that. So, J.J. Watt is supposedly, hypothetically considering coming to Green Bay. Yes. I'm sad that A.J. is not able to be here because I don't, I don't think he's a big fan of... Uh, the potential deal. I'll, well, I let you talk. I'll pull up his tweets. Um, I was gonna say I know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I found. I found we were. <laughs> by the way, Jake Schmink, MJ Hurley here. If you didn't, if you missed that weird intro, you were <laughs> unsure of what was going on. Uh, AJ is not here today. Um, he may call in. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> AJ on Friday. Um said, can we do a gold zone now and talk about how much of a stake J.J. Watt would be? Legit, I don't and, get it. Dude's best year was seven years ago. And then um, he tweeted, everyone um, losing their shit over J.J. Watt today, don't get it. He played 40% of games the last five years and has played good in maybe 60% of those. Godspeed to whoever signs him. So <laughs> this is fun because now, as we were sitting here earlier today, uh well who was it from houston texans, chronicle or was texans it daily.com i think texans daily okay i said that they believe green bay is the favorite to land jj watt and so this is what we want to lead off the show with and we'll kind of tie in something else as well to it when we when we get to that point but if jj watts the favorite um or green bay's the favorite to sign watt MJ, what 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 comes to your mind first, and what do you think of a move that could potentially really put together uh, the Green Bay defensive line? Well, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of, like, a 3-4 front with Z, Kenny, and J.J. Watt, or 4-3 with then throwing in Rashawn Gary. Because keep in mind, J.J. Watt can play edge and interior. He can do yeah. both very well, again, when he's healthy. Um so I love that idea. I think if those four can be healthy through an entire season consistently, 
you can generally rush those four and won't have to send much extra help because, you know, Zadarius Smith gets a decent amount of double teams. JJ Watt usually gets a decent amount of double teams. Um, and Kenny Clark usually gets his, his fair amount of attention in the middle. So honestly, I think that if that happens, it spells a big breakout season for Rashawn Gary, because he's going to be the least paid attention to out of those four. Um, and then it gives us the opportunity to save money by cutting Preston Smith because good riddance if JJ Watt is there, Preston Smith should be out the door and, you know, best of luck outside of green Bay, but I don't want you here anymore. Um, yeah, that that's my initial reaction is that's a scary front four and that gives yeah. us the ability to get rid of Preston Smith. Yeah. So uh, ESPN's pass rush metrics using next gen stats. We have uh, as an edge, first of all, JJ Watt highest double team rate of anybody last season. Um, highest by it looks like four percentage points, I believe. Um wow trying to read this graph with the dots. I, I think that's what it is, but it's it's a significant amount. And still, it looks like as an edge, yeah, top 10 in pass rush win rate. Um, oh, wow. Despite being the most double-teamed player last year. So, yeah, I think when you look at we, – we don't necessarily know what Joe Barry is going to do as the defensive coordinator – it seems like we might get a mix of of fronts, basically. We'll probably might get a multiple front defense here. And so having a guy like Watt who can align at different spots would be huge. And in Joe Barry's other defenses, he's preached versatility. So, you know, him coming yeah. in with guys like, you know, Gary, who's an athletic enough to drop into coverage and rush the passer, he can go inside, whatever. Zadarius Smith can – can kick inside at times, you know, Savage will be in the slot. He'll be doing a lot of different things. So will Amos. So bringing in Watt, first off, like you said, scary front four. I don't yeah. want any piece of that at all. Um, so like we obviously know Z had a little bit of a down year relative to 19. Say he splits the difference in 2021 and Rashawn Gary gets better. Kenny Clark is still Kenny Clark. Oh my I, well, you don't even, even need J.J. Watt to produce what he did here in, in no. 2020, which, I mean, is an insane number. He won't even – the thing is, though, he will not get double-teamed most, um, which has to be a scary thought. The 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 funny thing is, Zadarius Smith's down year, right? Yeah. He's still top three in pressures in the league. Exactly. Was He was still a top three – edge rusher in the league. I don't know what the next gen stats say, but just according to like pure quarterback pressures, Z was still top three or top five. He was up there with Garrett and TJ Watt, at least in terms of pressures. I don't know about win rate. I don't know about double team and all of that. Um, But yeah, I was look, I don't see his name on here, but yeah. I mean, when you look at pressures still doing it at a high rate, yeah, so, um, so even if Z stayed at that, even if he didn't cut the difference between 2019 and 2020, you have one of the guys with the highest win rates on one side or even in the middle with Kenny Clark, and mm-hmm. then you got Gary. And, I mean, that's that's terrifying. And then the impact that has 
our, our corners have to do less work, right? Our safeties have to do less work because our linebackers are back in coverage more. They're able to do more work. Obviously that that's a, you know, a, a cliche, a obvious thing to point out, but given the issues we've had getting pressure with four kind of needing to send help in 2020 specifically, that would be a huge boost, especially to the younger linebackers who wouldn't have to split the difference between rushing and covering for the most part on a given play, they could do one or the other. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it, it gets you back. Like what sedition gets you back to what the 19 pass rush probably looks like, um, which is extremely impressive. You already have one of the better young secondaries, up and coming secondaries. And now I think with what it lets you take away a need to focus on early in the draft. I think a lot of people, including myself, would probably say defensive line is, is potentially where they would go. I know a couple of people have obviously mocked Christian Barmore there at 29 if he's available. Incredible. If not, you know, there's a couple other guys worth taking in the first two rounds. But if you add Watt, I think it's an all-in move. I think they're probably happy with uh, Kingsley Kiki there. Yeah. Maybe you restructure or cut and bring back Dean Lowry somehow still think he's solid enough to be a rotational player. And now you can focus as Green Bay and improving two things. One, your passing offense. I still think, I mean, if you look at Rodgers' numbers again, a lot of yards, uh, total lost. yardage dropped. Lost, yeah, yeah by, by receiver drops. So it's not like it still isn't a problem. And then you can improve your pass coverage. Get another good corner in there. Those are the two places they need to improve. Obviously, a lot of people would probably say linebacker as well because I think – People have pointed out, oh, you can, you know, the same people are like, you know, we're fine with these guys at linebacker complain later in the year because they can't make plays. Yeah. Their linebackers aren't making plays. because, And I think that's a very good point. But, like, I think it opens you up to, like, those three positions to focus on if you would, would so entail. Yeah. I just think the the – Biggest two comparisons people were making on Twitter on Friday was Reggie White and Julius Peppers. And I absolutely think it's more of a Julius Peppers. And I think which is fine with me for sure. And I mean, for, for people who don't remember Julius Peppers was not an every down guy to be perfectly honest. He really didn't play any run snaps for the most part. He rarely played first down. He played a lot of second and third passing downs probably 60% of the snaps. I don't know the exact numbers, but my guess would be around 50, 60% of the snaps. And the Packers did a really good job of making sure for the years he was there, he was as fresh as could be the entire season. And especially in the postseason. JJ Watt played over 90% of his snaps when healthy with Houston. He would not be doing that in green Bay would be my guess. And most guys in green Bay don't do that other than really Jair and Kenny Clark. Um, even, even Zedaria Smith, there were plenty of times they took him off the field. There were plenty of times it was Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, um, other combinations. So I think that would be the biggest thing to understand is if you see J.J. Watt on the sideline, if he does come to Green Bay, don't be upset. They're doing that for a reason, and we've done it before, four or yes. five years ago with Julius Peppers, right. and it worked really well. So don't get as excited as a Reggie White signing because I think J.J. Watt is past that level. Um yeah but still one of, one of the best in the league. Um, and I'm a little shocked that Houston didn't at least try to trade him. 
Yeah, that's the weird part. I don't know if it was, you know, we're going to let him walk on his terms. Yeah. To go win a championship, but then why don't you do the same with Watson, like give him his preferred spot or something? I don't know. Weird stuff in Houston as per usual, but at least it seems like Houston did the right thing. Let Watt walk. Yeah. To go play with the contender. Um, but yeah, I think when you mentioned Julius Peppers, yeah, he didn't play, you know, he's not an every down, every snap guy, but made one of the bigger plays uh, in that Cowboys game in the playoffs in 2014 this, with the strip of DeMarco Murray. Um, yeah. A huge play in that game. He's fresh enough to be in the playoffs and make that play. And that's what you can see from Watt. I'm sure he will take more snaps than Peppers did. Yeah. Um, I think it will be uh, obviously a higher percentage uh, depending on, again, how they line up scheme wise, where he's going to line up. They're going to ask what they're going to ask him to do that they maybe can't ask others to do in the scheme unless they draft another guy potentially. But I think all of this, though, the, the potential of bringing Watt in, you have to last I'll in my last point on that you have to credit Goody back in 19 for saying listen we have the Smiths we're getting Gary too right here in the draft and a pick that I didn't like I I would have preferred Burns um but I think what they wanted from Gary uh translates a little better what they want in their defense than Burns would have but again that filling a need filling a need that could be potential in the future is is huge uh, in the draft. So the fact that, yeah, the fact that they can cut Preston Smith because they know they have Gary in there that can step right in. Now his the stretched end 2020 was really impressive and you, you got to give Goody credit for that. And then unfortunately Preston Smith might be gone. It, it hurts to say that for sure. I, I mean, he's, it's been fun to have him in green Bay. Obviously the play hasn't wasn't where it was in 2020 as it was 19, but again, Goody doing his job at a high level getting them to this and and it's interesting because a not as big profile move as the jordan love pick but the same concept drafting gary when you know you have two prominent edge rushers coming to town it is about to pay off it appears um and even if even if jj watt doesn't come to green bay honestly i still think that uh signing getting rid of Smith and letting Gary take over there just money wise with some of the things we need to do. I think that's the smarter move. And again, when you have two free agents coming to town, it doesn't look like you need to draft another edge rusher, but they did. So just kind of as an overarching message to Packers fans, we, we, some, especially as fans, you have the tendency to only look at like number one on the depth chart. And it goes a lot deeper than that Um, on a surface level, maybe, on a given Sunday, it might only come down to the number ones on the depth chart. But over sure. a longer period of time, it's going to be way more than that. So Alan yeah. Lazard didn't used to be number two on the depth chart, things like that. So True. take take that into account. Give Goody credit where credit's due. Yeah. And so and, and I think this is a perfect little segue. I mean, we're not going to talk about this a lot. Yeah. But the perfect segue here is how does Green Bay get to the point where they can sign Watt? Now – I think we can cover that a little bit more in a, in a podcast down the line. Cause I don't know. I don't see this move getting done, you know, in the next two days or so. I yeah. think that's something we can definitely go into a mock off season or something like that next time. But Bakhtiari restructures frees yes. up 8 million in cap space. That's a good start. They have a long way to go, but it's a good start in the right direction to make hopefully plays for 
free agents, depending on how they do so. And there are a lot of people that I think are going to be cut, to be honest. Um, yes. And I know that we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, but we were talking before the show about the little mock offseason I'm doing with a couple of guys. Yeah. And uh, the person in control of the Packers has cut like five or six dudes. So it's probably uh, going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, we'll get to that in a little bit. But mm-hmm. changes will be coming in Green Bay. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And again, that, yeah, the Bakhtiari restructure helps. Obviously, maybe extending Adams could help. Rogers restructuring, all that stuff. So that's yeah. Again, the Bakhtiari extension we just wanted to bring up obviously is one step towards potentially bringing Watt in to Green Bay, which which would obviously be very exciting. And Bakhtiari also tweeted out, "He's like, you're welcome." I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. He tweeted out, "He's hold up. I want to find the actual." All right. Uh, tweet because it was yeah it was pretty funny because like he's well aware of what he's doing oh Um, yeah so it was uh they want to win this ring now right it was the ian rapaport tweet about it and then he uh quote tweeted it with a you know a little gif saying you're welcome perfect perfect okay so yeah Um, i think one move down many to go yes i think one player we really i really want to bring up um this week was Corey Lindsley. I think yes. there was a lot of discussion about, you know, with, with the Watt rumors and everything about, you know, someone brought up a poll. It was like, who would you rather have in green Bay was Lindsley or Watt? Um, I think it got interesting with Packers fans there. Um, <laughs> personally, uh, I mean, I get it. I get it. If you're a Packers fans, there's a very big majority of you that are Badgers fans and you want Watt to come here. I'm not saying I don't want him to come here. I think it would be great for him to be in Green Bay. Well, yeah. However, I think Lindsley is the priority for me for the Packers this offseason. Find a way to keep him. And again, people are, oh, it's a center. You can replace him. Listen, center does more than just snap the ball. Yeah. He's getting everybody in their assignments. It's familiarity. Obviously, snapping the football again. Lindsley doesn't get enough credit. He finally did this year. Obviously, being named to All Pro team, that's big because he should that well deserved. Yes. So, again, obviously, Green Bay is going to have to make a lot of moves to make this happen. But personally, I think Lindsley's a priority, unless, unless because I think center is far more important than guard. Unless you decide you're moving Jenkins into center. Or you're playing him at right, t- but if you're playing him at right tackle, you're not moving him into center, right? So, right, you have to decide. Then we're moving Jenkins into center. That's the only way you could convince me not to bring Lindsley back. And here's the biggest re- inherently in a vacuum. If you're just looking at like, can Elton Jenkins do the job at center? Absolutely. Will he be the number one ranked center in the league next year? Probably not. Would he get there in the next couple of years? I think so. I have no doubt about that, given what he's been able to do this year. Yeah. But the issue I have with replacing Lindsley with Jenkins, again, I do not think our offensive line as a whole would suffer because of that, because we had Jenkins play center a little bit this year, and it was 100% fine. The biggest issue is you 100% sacrifice your depth by doing that. Because right now, when you have Jenkins at a guard or a tackle spot, those are much more easily replaceable positions. You have more depth of that position than you do a center. Normally, 
like with Jenkins, your backup center is pretty much just going to be one of your other guys who in emergency knows the calls and knows the counts. The issue is when you have Jenkins there, let's say Bakhtiari gets hurt, or let's say any other person on our line gets hurt and cannot play, you can't move Jenkins out of there. Ideally, you shouldn't because right. he's your center. He's your captain in the middle. So you're, if you want to put Jenkins there at, at our first round draft pick, what is it, 29, 30? What? Oh, yeah, 29, 29. 29? Yeah. If you really want to, if you really want to move Jenkins to center, if that's a decision they've already made by mid-April, then you're going to have to do your best to find somebody who is as Jenkins-esque as possible and mm-hmm. can play the other four positions. And I yeah. obviously you can look for that, but it's extremely hard to find. Otherwise, every NFL team would do it. And so, honestly, I, I would rather 100% pay Corey Lindsley because as much as JJ Watt might help. Keeping Aaron Rodgers healthy and happy and safe back there is my number one priority. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I thought this was I, – I wanted to make sure this was correct. So I looked it up on the Mississippi State site. His junior year and senior year, Jenkins started all 13 games at center. 26, so he, games, 26 games started at center. Now, yeah. one thing I will say about Lindsley that I think is – he has over Jenkins is his ability to get out in space quicker, get out of his stance quicker. I think he's yeah. quicker with that stuff as Jennings. So if you want perimeter action plays like that, Lindsley getting out there, I think is quicker. Now, could Jennings lean, get leaner to do so? I think so. I think he's just an excellent football player and he's obviously got the experience. So maybe, maybe behind the scenes already, Goody has decided that, listen, we know you have experience here. Yeah. You're an all-pro guard. We think you can be an all-pro center. Let's do this. We're going to bring Watt. And then maybe that's what they do. And if they, they, have, they have the that, depth. Yes. I think they have the depth at guard to handle him not playing guard personally. Yeah. I think Runyon is primed for potentially a starting spot next year. Um. So, again – I still think if they don't believe Jenkins is their center, Lindsley has to be the priority this offseason. But if they do, then, you know, that's another conversation we can have. And we kind so, of already did. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> ultimately, if you're sitting there right now, if you have to make the decision, let's I, – I will put the stipulation on it. Assuming if Lindsley – if you let Lindsley walk, we draft an offensive lineman in the first round. If – are you comfortable letting Lindsay walk, drafting an online in the first round? JJ Watt comes in. In a vacuum. In a vacuum. I think so. Yeah. I think so in a vacuum. Obviously, there's a lot more around the roster than just that. Um, but you have to remember, I think something to remember, obviously one is obviously Jenkins experience at center. That's huge. He doesn't have experience at center. No chance. Am I doing that? No, nope. even very good at it. There's no chance. I'm doing that. The experience at center. Plus the fact that that offensive line until the Tampa Bay game looked fine without what's is this one game without box or two games without Bakhtiari. Yeah. Before the Bucks game, the Chicago and, and the Rams game, two games, they didn't look like they missed a beat. 
Bakhtiari's coming back. So if you have Bakhtiari, Jenkins, and then maybe either Turner comes back, they restructure to get him back somehow. They release him, tie him back to a cheaper deal. Or you go offensive line tackle at 30. I still think as deep as the classes, I know throwing a rookie out there is. But that's, I think they would have a plan. We did that with Jenkins. Yeah. So I, I think I would do it because I think you have to win in the trenches. Green Bay, as a unit on the defensive line, I felt like could have won more in the trenches in 2020 than they did. What's weird because I was I would have came into the argument saying Lindsley, but now I think it's a tough decision. It's a tough call. In a vacuum, though, I think I would do it. But obviously, there's way more to take into account than those three things. Yeah, uh, way more. Honestly, like if you're telling me I, like I, if you're telling me guys can step up at guard and we're gonna get a right tackle who plays fine like Wagner did and. In, in 2020, then yeah, there's obviously so much that goes into it. So, but I'll let yeah, you know. But if JJ Watt does not show up, I resign Corey. But honestly, I don't, I don't know how much JJ Watt is going to cost. Yeah. That's the other thing. We have no idea. I, I, my instinct says not that much. You think? Cause he's, he's controlling the market. It's not a bidding war. It's a, where does JJ Watt want to go? And right now it looks like it's, it's to play with his brothers in Pittsburgh or go home to green Bay. And both of those are sentimental. Both of those are not price driven. I don't really think he cares about money. He wants a ring or he wants to play with his brothers. Right. I think he's going to cost four or 5 million. I I don't think he's going to be anywhere near 10 million. Lindsley's going to cost. Lindsley's going to be 10 to 13. It's going to be a big number. Yeah. So that's another thing. It's a tough call. Um, I it's a tough call. I I want to say, if we make some cuts in other places, is can you do both? I think if, it's possible. Let's say, let's say Corey Lindsley. What do you what do you think Lindsley's going to get? Oh man the the only problem with the Lindsley price trying to price it is there will be teams out there with space that'll be like. You want 16? You can have it. Yeah. That's what worries me. I feel if like the Jets would like, do that. If a team like the Jets, the, the Dolphins, or the Ravens are willing to do that, they may outprice Green Bay and take them out of the bidding. But if Lindsley decides, oh, I'll take 10 or 11, I'm going to stay here, let's win. No doubt. I think you could do both. You have a lot of work to do to get to that point. But we've seen the cap be mythical in nature before. Well, so So, I I will kind of use this to segue into our next thing. Yeah. Here are are some options the Packers have. You cut Devin Funchess. That's 1.3 million. I don't think anybody is going to be surprised by that. If they don't cut him, I lose my mind. (laughs) Do Um, it. Cut Dean Lowry, post June first cut. You save four point eight million. I was like, I thought it was four something. Okay. Yeah. So that's already six million. Yeah. You cut Preston Smith, post June first. You save twelve. That's eighteen. So if you want to pay JJ Watt five million and Corey Lindsley thirteen, obviously if there starts to be a bidding war, that's an issue. You yeah. cut those three dudes, that gives you the money. 
And then if you want to go out and say, we're happy with where our young linebackers are at, bye-bye Christian Kirksey, that's another 5.5. Right. That's a big number, Which puts you at plenty of money to do that. That does not even take into account restructuring Restructuring. Zadarius Smith, who could be restructured, extending Devontae Adams, restructuring Aaron Rodgers, which all three could happen. Yep. The Packers have plenty of things they can do with cap if they want to do it. The question is, how much are they willing to screw themselves over a couple years down the line that that's what they have to evaluate? Are they going all in, all in? Yeah. The thing is with screwing yourself down the line potentially may not be a thing if they eventually move Aaron Rodgers and the team that takes him accrues all that money. True. Now you're obviously a roster. You have a rookie quarterback salary. Right. So you may not, you may, it may be a little bit of an issue. Um, Obviously, you know, extending Jair, but I, I, I think right it, I now, think they'll strap themselves, but obviously right now, the reason they're strapped so heavily is because the cap went down almost 20 million. Yes. They, because they the would have been loss, pretty right? much fine. They would have been fine. They would have probably just cut Kirksey, probably Smith and, you know, restructures and here and there. And they would have yeah. been fine to do so, but obviously the cap dropping really hurt them. So the cap going up plus, you know, Rogers trade, whatever down the line may not be as bad as we think. I don't know if it will be Philadelphia or new Orleans level. But yeah, I think, I mean, this is what you do. This is what you have to do. The Saints went all in with this, knowing they'd be screwed in 2021, 2022, because they had Drew Brees and they had what they felt like was a Super Bowl team. And just for context, if you turn Aaron Rodgers' um, roster bonus into a signing bonus, which is basically the restructure they would do, and convert that to being spread out over the rest of his contract – you save $14 million. That's a big number. Which in and of its own almost pays for Corey Lindsley and JJ Watt. It's a big number. So if you want to add that on, they have plenty of at that point, right? They could probably re-sign Aaron Jones too. And they do. Yeah, they it. could. They could. Like, I don't think you, they if, will, but I think it if makes If you it, do it all of what we have listed, yeah. You hypothetically, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I want them to. Right. Eh. I, I'm we can get to that another day, but hypothetically, we are breaking this down. Yeah, hypothetically, we got excited. We got excited, Lindsay, listeners. We got excited, dude. I have over the cap pulled up. I'm we got excited right with this. We got excited. <laughs> I've been in this mode the last couple days, so this, this is, is kind of just like how my yeah, brain is no, working. I'm like, it. I need I to save it. all the money. So, I like, they could bring back yeah. Lindsay and Jones and sign JJ Watt, they could, and then screw it, go sign some cheap wide receiver that gets cut. You know what I really want. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. This is perfect. Wait, this is perfect. Okay. Segway me, Jake. Segway. Okay. We talked about this. Maybe we'll up it to two since it's just the two of us here. Yeah, you're right. All right. Let's do two internal moves you want the Packers to make. Okay. That means within their own team, that could be, that could even be cutting a guy or re- cutting a guy to restructure a deal that's favorable. That yeah. can be obviously restructuring. Probably not as exciting to say we're going to restructure Rodgers, so we'll leave that out. We think yeah, they're yeah. going to do it, so we'll leave it out. But in two internal moves and then two external moves in free agency, you would like to see the Packers do. The floor so is yours. my first internal move, we can kind of go back and forth here, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Otherwise, I'm going to ramble for a while. Um, 
my I'll say my first internal move is I want them to put a tender on um gosh, I, I have to pick one because you'll steal the other one. I'm gonna say Lazard. Okay. I'm gonna say Lazard. put a tender on Lazard, which basically like means he, he's more of a restricted free agent. Uh the Packers can match his salary of whoever tries to sign him and if they don't choose to match it then they hypothetically would get a certain level of draft compensation back next season um for losing him the reason being he's been a huge part of what the packers have been able to do third down safety blanket for aaron Rodgers, one of the best pass uh one of the best run blocking receivers in the league um so I, i think he brings so much to that offense I would like him to kind of move back into a third role, ideally, if MVS can become the two, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I think right. some of the footwork I was seeing from MVS at the end of the year, he has the capability to move into a two role next year. If he can just yep. catch the freaking ball more often. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I, I think you mentioned that stat earlier in the, the show, the amount of yards that Rodgers had lost. I forget what the number is. It was like 600 like, or something. I think it was 619. It was like five. 30 something and hold on it's like it was, i think it's 530 something it was like 622 yeah. last year last year yeah so I'll, I'll i'll be honest a lot of that was mvs and yeah if mvs can just cut most of that out just be reliable catching the ball which i know you know sounds obvious um but if he can right. do that lazard bring him back hopefully that you know, people don't get too crazy over him and we can bring him back if they put that tender on him. Uh, I think that kind of progression would make me very happy. Yeah, I think that one makes a ton of sense. Obviously, Tunyon's a restricted free agent. Um, yes. Is one move they would potentially do. But internally, I mean, like we talked about, I think it's bring back Lindsley. If you can do so, as uh, my first one over anything else um because like i said like i i would trust jenkins to play in that spot i would no doubt yeah um but bringing back the familiarity that could be bakhtiari jenkins lindsley is just awesome you have three all pros sounds amazing and then you know you know if you want to do something with wagner and turner to to get them out of here. Runyon's in here. Maybe we can play right guard that you have options. Yeah. And those three at the core of everything would just be unbelievable. So that's, that's the first one for me. Okay. Um, then my second internal move would be extend Devonte Adams. Um, yeah. Just, he is the obviously Aaron Rodgers, right? Most important player on the team. Devontae Adams is number two, and there's no question about that. I love Jair to death. Packers defense is eh anyway. But, like, you know, we'd still probably be losing our games because of our defense, obviously, even if he left. Like, you know, yeah. um, I mean, Devontae Adams, in my opinion, and even statistically, yeah. he had a season that has never been done in the NFL. You do not mess around with somebody who is doing historic things at that level. You yeah. re-sign them, and you do it before they even think about being upset. And with the culture that has been created, not just in football, but in baseball, not really baseball, but in football and the NBA, where guys start demanding trades and getting unhappy at the drop of a hat, 
I do not want any of that creeping into the Packers locker room. And I don't want any of that creeping into Adam's mind. The second that we can do it and it saves us the most money and gives him a contract that makes him probably the highest paid receiver in the NFL. I am happy with that. And I do it without hesitation. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense to do that. Um, Here's a fun one. Keep it interesting. See if you can bring snacks back. Um, Ooh. Bring snacks back. Maybe on a little little smaller deal here. Um, I like that. Even especially, think about like, so bringing snacks Harrison back. Having Watt, oh. you know <laughs> at times, right, the defensive line. In, oh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Just thinking about it. But you're able to rotate enough so those guys are fresh, which is huge. You'll obviously be rotating wow. Kiki in there, right? Obviously. Um, so having that would be huge. And I'm sure there's a good chance. They might bring back Lancaster as a restricted free agent. There's a chance. I could see that. That could be very much money. And obviously if they move on from Dean Lowry, which he's going to be making about what, six. Yeah, six million. Yeah, and they, they do that. So you have Lancaster, who I don't think is very exceptional or anything. Um, but you have him there. And you can limit snaps. Him and Kiki can limit snaps for Watt and Harrison. You keep them fresh. So I would say bringing back snacks would be a fun little under-the-radar internal move. And, and he's not, like, ancient either. He's, what, 32? He's not super, like, past his I'll prime. Show. He's – it was he not is. two years ago that he was all yeah. pro. Yep, 32. I think he was all pro in 2018. He's or something like that. impressive run stuffer. Yeah, so – I mean, what does Green Bay need? <laughs> exactly. And even oh. just the, the, the impact of, you know, Kenny Clark's an incredible player, no doubt about exactly. it. But I'm sure there are some things he could learn from Snacks. And yes. being in that room with him for an entire year mm-hmm. can't do any harm. You bring him back on a $1.5 million prove yeah. it deal. Exactly. Get get him in there. I don't even care if he plays like 25% of the snaps. I don't know. That'll be, that'll be better fresh. than, yeah, that'll be better than. Dean Lowry and Lancaster being in there a bunch of the time. Right. Cause you're, you're expecting Kiki to make a little bit of a move. I think he flashed a yeah. little bit, obviously last year at times. So you're, you're hoping for a little bit of a jump there as well. So again, yeah, Snacks doesn't need to play that much. Okay. External so, time. So you can start with external. We'll flip it around. Are we, do you, are we going to talk about the guy we've been talking about for like 35 minutes or? I mean, if you um, want to say it, you can just say it and move um, on. I mean, um, yeah, uh, JJ Watt, let's do it. Bring him in. Bring that boy. <laughs> okay. Bring that um, boy in here, win a ring. All right, next. <laughs> so, here, so yeah, there's your number one. Um, here's somebody I would love to see, and maybe this is me being nostalgic. Um, oh, boy. And no, I'm not talking about Tremont Williams. Um, somebody I would love okay. to see just, just – in case he somehow stays healthy yeah. for a season is Deshaun Jackson, who likely will not be mm-hmm. back with the Eagles. They pretty much one. seem like they're done with him. I would love to see Deshaun Jackson come in. I think they have to be, right? <laughs> Cap situation's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they even, <laughs> even in the little uh um even in the little to, simulation yeah. I'm doing, they're still only at they're still at negative one. And they've done so much in this thing. Yeah. So um, I would love to see Deshaun Jackson come in. Yeah. 
be the number four option. No, because because the problem is he was he had so much stress on him anytime he was in Philadelphia and healthy that he would just mm-hmm. get hurt right away because yeah. he was getting 10, 12 targets a game whenever he was healthy. So, you know, put him in Green Bay. He can be our a little quicker Randall Cobb with more deep threat. I don't know. I, I think he could be that type of version. Um, I would also like to see Cobb come back, but I believe he's still under contract in Houston. Um, so that, I think that, so, yeah. Oh yeah, because I'm I am Houston. And they need they need all the help they happen. can get because they're probably yeah. gonna move. They might move Cooks um, probably in the future. So so uh, yeah, they'll they'll probably keep Cobb, but I would love to see Deshaun Jackson come in again. You know, a, a one two million dollar prove it deal at this point in his career, he's not going to command any more than that. But I think the potential there would be incredible. Yeah. Um, down between two guys, because I really want to talk about a wide receiver. But, uh, oh, man. Nah, it's too – oh, no, I can't pass up talking about Jason Barrett. Um, Do it. This is a fun one. I don't think he's going to command too much money. I still think it will probably be sub-5, maybe even sub-4 million. A one-year deal. Again, he, he – He's been battered by injuries his whole career. I think he's a fantastic player. Had a pretty do- solid season um, in San Francisco. Free agent. Got to help the secondary any way you can. Yeah. Um, so I think the Packers are in a weird spot where in the draft where I expect the top three guys, maybe even top four, to be off the board um, by the time they pick. So – Veteran, if I need one, I, Verrett's my guy. I am going to go – this is a guy who could be a cut. I, he's under contract right really? now. Really? Okay. But this is a guy who could be a cut that I think could be interesting. Again, this is – this he might cost a, a little bit of money. I wonder if I'm it's who I'm thinking of. Three to five, I highly doubt it. You don't think it's the same player? I, I know there's a guy who Here, could write, be, it, write it down. Go ahead. Write it down. I'll, no, I'll I got it. I got it in my head. I got it in my got head. It? Okay, yeah, I got it in my head. Landon right. Collins. Oh, okay. That's not. That's not. <laughs> what were you not thinking? Even, not even the same position. I was thinking the Panthers cut Kwan short. That that would be interesting. Oh. But go ahead. No, I'm thinking Landon Collins because okay. ideally, I want Darnell Savage playing more of a hybrid role. He is such agree. a ball hawk. I want him playing a Charles Woodson role. I don't want I him limited to safety. I don't want him limited to corner. I want him in the slot. I want him back. Landon Collins can also. So the idea is Landon Collins hybrids between safety and linebacker and Darnell Savage hybrids between safety and corner. So in this positionless yeah. defense that under Barry that we're hypothetically trying to move towards even more than we kind of are right now, um, Give me that psycho package where we got one dude with his hand on the ground and everybody else moving around like weirdos. Like that's what I want to see. So if we could somehow bring Landon Collins in, uh, he has a big cap hit. And if Washington um, wants to make some other moves, if, I mean, their defense was very good last year. So my guess is they would not uh, do anything, but he's on a big deal. And if they want to, if they want to bring in, it's a giant um, number. If they want to bring in a quarterback, they're probably going to have to pay some money because they're most likely not going to be able to, uh, you know, go out there and draft one at the yeah. position they're at. So that could be a place where they could save some money. 
Yeah. So it's it's a little bit of a stretch, but I, I think the the idea and the hypothetical, you get the point there. Okay. I just want to talk about this guy for one second because I think this would be fun. John Ross Ooh. could end up being a low-budget free agent, not come back with the Bengals, and boom, we got a speedster who could be a problem. I'm talking about Tyler Irvin roll. Give it to the man. Tyler Let Irvin on steroids. Deep. Let him do a lot of things. Could you imagine? MVS takes a jump, and we see John Ross oh, thrive Lord. in a new city with the Packers. They're going to have to respect the deep ball. Wow. Monte Adams will eat underneath. He's going to run so many 10-yard cross routes. And hopefully, yeah, and hopefully you get enough from these two young tight ends in Sternberger and and DeGuara to the point where you've got an offense that you feel comfortable with, high octane, every level of the defense that you can attack. I had I'm to over here. I'm had over here daydreaming up. now. I had to bring him up. I had Ooh. to bring him up. It was too. Do you think that's really going to happen? Too juicy. I don't know. Did the Bengals cut him in this thing? Hold up. I'm no. fairly confident he's actually a free agent. Oh yeah, they let him walk. He's actually just in a free. This... Yeah, he's just an. Yeah, he's Ooh. an unrestricted free agent. Twenty-six much... years old. Twenty-six years old. How much would he be commanding? Hold up. Not as much as the others. That makes me excited. You get me excited, Jake. Hold up, let's you. go. I told you I couldn't. See. I had to bring him up. I had to. John Ross. Easy. This says about four million. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, oh, listen. That could be nice. Listen, that that would be interesting. Um, wow. That ooh. expectations low. Well, probably not for, for some of us. <laughs> um, but I was gonna say our expectations hey. are pretty high at this point. I mean, hey, I'm just saying. But uh, just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there because I could I couldn't help myself. Um, that I I think I mean again we thought Lafleur liked Swerve and Irvin and Tavon Austin. No. Oh. Holy crap. Got another thing coming. Um, <laughs> he was the guy that ran like 4 2 2, right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's him. <laughs> that's the guy. Could be fun. So just just think... just imagine for a second. Oh. Okay. John Ross on the on the left. Okay. You got MVS on the right, split out wide. And then you've got Devontae Adams in the slot. Then and you've got AJ Rashad Bateman. At 29, and you say, "Let's go." <laughs> We're gonna run four verts. Five this is now wide. Madden. Yeah, problems. No, you run four wide. You have AJ Dillon in the backfield because I dare somebody to try to run that man over. Like sure. he has. To, I, I haven't. Seen That's right. Never mind. You draft Travis Etienne at 29. So you have speed and power at running back. Then we're gonna yes. have serious issues. Yes, and then we say bye bye Jamal, bye bye Aaron. Nice knowing you. Man. But we have the future now, oh, and they don't so cost any money. 
Oh my gosh. How so many Packers the, fans so, do you think we've pissed off in the last 45 minutes? I have no idea, but it should be interesting. Um, <laughs> this has been fun, MJ. Chopping up. I can't wait for AJ to come back and we're going to talk free agency for the next, like, I don't know, what is it now? So I think that's almost four weeks. I think it's yeah, right on the month, I think, married to the to the new league year. So obviously yeah. that's, a, that's a month for the Packers to obviously get internal things figured out as well. Um, I'm sure we'll be seeing a – I think an extension for Adams. Um, I remember he, I saw a tweet. He either tweeted it or his Instagram that he was driving a Bentley around. Um, so yeah. Uh, so maybe he got that extension. We don't know yet. Uh, maybe Jair's fifth year is coming up. You're going to have to pick that up. And obviously oh. we've been talking about JJ Watt for quite some time Um, on this podcast and Lindsley and we have so much to go on. What's up? My, my honorary, um, I don't know if this will actually happen, but they better, I want Mercedes back. Oh yeah. That's interesting. I think, I think they're going to let Tanya walk. Really? Tanya walk. There's a, you're just going to let, I mean, okay. I I should say, I should say they're not going to let him walk. And this is a thing for another time. Cause I don't want to bring this up because I feel like they've listened to us ramble, but like, He's restricted offer sheet. You don't think some teams can be like double digit touchdowns? I feel good about that and overpay for what, for what Green Bay is going to offer. Yeah, you're right. I think it's possible. I, w- I would love to see but, Aaron Jones and Tunyon go somewhere together. Miami. Ooh, to uh, San Francisco. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Don't, Jake. Don't joke about shit like that. Don't no no I don't want Kittle and Baby Kittle. No, I'm just saying I'm just letting you know that I I think there's a really good chance San Francisco is might be in the Super Bowl next year, and that would probably uh Jake. Jake Jake, saying Jake, I want you to look at me. Look look into my eyes. I stopped. Look into my eyes. Okay. Shut up. All right, all right, all right. Well San San Francisco is not gonna make the Super Bowl next year. What a perfect way to piss off our last listener. Okay. Um at this point in the in the podcast, but hope you enjoyed this episode, MJ. This was very enjoyable. Yes, this must was, be that I mean, AJ I, wasn't here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, you guys were sort of smooth last week. Well, let's be honest. I'm smarter Listen, than AJ. It's very clear that when I'm here, it's smooth. So we have to keep it rolling. Okay, <laughs> Jake cannot clearly, leave. clearly. Mondays five p.m. Central. Yeah, Mondays. We record. You'll hear this on Tuesdays for the most part, I think, going forward. I think that's going to be our schedule. So wild. Weekly on Tuesdays should be a lot of fun. Covered a lot yeah. of stuff in this one. Uh, it was a blast. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere. I know MJ's putting clips up of the show on YouTube. Um, he'll probably put the Niners one up just for me to get hate um, yep. from Packers people, which Niners is fine, whatever. Um, um. But yeah, we're on, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google, pretty much everywhere that you listen. And yeah, maybe just uh, you know follow it on Spotify. You know, hit the sub button on app on Apple Podcasts. Maybe leave a review if you like. What and you if you leave a review on Apple, and you're like, man, I want these on YouTube full episode. Maybe we'll do that then. You're right. But let us know. Let us know what you're thinking. You can follow. The show on Twitter at Gold Zone Podcast, right? I believe is the handle, right? Yes, sir. Gold Zone Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow MJ 
at MJ Hurley Sports. MJ Hurley 47. Oh, it's not it's, wait, it's not sports on Twitter. Oh, it's that not. That is my it's only MJ handle. Hurley. Oh my god. I get Twitter and Twitch back stuff. It's I, it's my bad. Okay. It's my bad. That's okay. Oh, it'll be much cleaner next time. Uh MJ Hurley 47. You can follow me at Jake NFL Draft on Twitter. Hope you guys enjoyed. We will see you next week. Bye. Have a good one.